From TLDR News, this is Too Long Didn't Read. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Too Long Didn't Read. And in this one, we're going to be responding to your questions, your emails, and getting back to you about all the different communications we've had. Joining me in today's episode is Ben. Hello. And Zach's still on holiday, so it's just the two of us today. Yeah, just the two. Um, as we mentioned last time, it's going to be a bit of kind of like lucky dip of who you get hosting this podcast for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm away for the next couple of weeks, basically. Um, so it probably be about two weeks before you hear me on here again or hear me much on here again. Um, so Zach and Ben will be with you in the next couple of weeks, uh, keeping you updated. So as always, be yeah. sure to subscribe uh, and stay listening, I guess. I, didn't, yeah. I don't know where that was going. Stay no. listening. Keep listening. Yeah, no, that, that worked. That worked. Okay, thanks. Um, so, two different things we're going to be doing in this podcast. Firstly, in about episode three, I think it was, we asked you to email in what you thought about Johnson's uh, campaign style and how you saw the election playing out if there is going to be an election sometime soon. Um, and then the second thing we're going to do is we just ask people generally for questions. We asked you for whatever questions you had about the news, about TLDR as a business, as a channel. Um, so we're going to be answering all of those questions too. We're going to start with the Johnson specific stuff, discussing strategy, discussing elections. So if you're not interested in that, then you can skip straight forward um, to the Q&A section, um, which we'll put a time code for in the show notes of this episode. Uh, so if you want to skip forward, you're more than welcome to, um, but it should be interesting to hear what you guys think about the elections too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what people have to say, to be fair. Um, Hopefully I... there's some good opinions. Yeah, yeah. I quite like hearing other people. There's been a lot of opinions. I was really surprised how many people emailed him. I, well, as as we said when we did it, um, I think Zach said we'd we'd be surprised if we got any. And oh, how wrong we were. We Uh, got tons. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's get into it. Let's discuss what people think is going to happen in the next election. Absolutely. So up first, let's discuss um, what Kieran had to say. And I'm going to paraphrase most of these messages because people have a lot to say and it's not necessarily like worth repeating because everyone's got fairly similar opinions. Okay. So Kieran's uh, main gist of his point was that he thinks there'll be another hung parliament and the campaign this time will be tied very much to Brexit lines um, and it'll be a mo- much more dirty fight than it's ever been before. I think we can agree with most of those points just off the yeah, bat. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, yes. Then he also says that Conservatives and Labour will lose seats, um, but Conservatives will still be the biggest party. Um, the And he also points out that he thinks that Labour and Lib Dem will end up splitting votes um, because they're both like broadly remain parties. He also comments that uh, he thinks uh, Johnson is more popular than May, um, but due to the kind of failure around brexit he's had recently he might lose some more extreme brexiteers and also alienate remain voters so that's kind of he thinks uh the conservatives will lose on both extremes yeah and finally he says that he thinks the smp will do well in scotland um because they can campaign on the independence referendum and on remain lines uh, because obviously scotland was heavily remain in the in the Mm. referendum so key points there do we agree that it's likely to be a hung parliament next time Yes, I think that that is an absolutely mm-hmm. fair assumption to make. I think um, I think he's right. And there's been a lot of people... Um, I, was it Andrew Neil who was on Good Morning Britain the other day? And he was saying something about the realignment of politics um, to yeah. do with, with Brexit. And that um, although like social class and things like that used to be the predictor of voting 
it's now um, how you voted in the 2016 referendum. So yeah, yeah I, th- I think that that absolutely makes sense. Um, I think that he's completely right when he says about the SNP in Scotland um, yes, being definitely. a Remain party and, and, and taking some more votes back. Um, and especially considering that Ruth Davidson for the Conservatives, who's the Scottish Conservative leader, who managed to take a lot of seats back for the Conservatives from the SNP, has recently stepped down as leader of the mm-hmm. Scottish Conservatives. Because um, her, her sort of personality was a big factor in, in why the Conservatives did so well in Scotland in the last election. And then yeah. for, for her to have stepped down. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's a completely fair assumption to make. I think hung Parliament makes sense. Um, I completely think agree because yeah absolutely and I think that that's because you have um, and I think did Kieran say this in his email to do with the Lib Dems and the Brexit party fracturing the votes on Remain yeah there's there's a big point to be made around that that there is going to be a lot of votes being split and very often yeah. you see that one side or other has their vote split by a smaller third party whether that's UKIP with the Conservatives historically yeah. or Lib Dems with Labour <clears throat> You have these smaller parties who chip away at the vote and end up normally helping the other side out. Yeah. And yeah. if you've got two left-wing parties, you end up with the right-wing party doing well. Yeah. Um, but that is going to be interesting this time because there's a clear kind of like third party on both sides, mm. the Brexit party and the Lib Dems. And it's a question of which one is more effective at chipping away from their but, own side. Yeah. And the thing that I find quite weird about this is that you have sort of the ultra-remain Lib Dems, the people who are saying that they will... I think in their recent conference, they've said that they will uh, uh, revoke Article 50 if they were ever to yeah. be voted in as a majority government. So they're not even mm-hmm. going for a second referendum anymore. They're just going, right, we are no. cancelling. Brexit will be cancelled if, uh, if if we get in. And then you have the Brexit party who are saying, we will leave with no deal. We are having no institutions in the EU. We're, we're completely out. Clean break. We are the... We are the the one true Brexit party. So that is yeah. So we've got those on the complete furthest points of remain and and leave. And then you have the traditional parties that are more sort of near the centre of the sort of remain leave um, like spectrum. And it's sort yeah. of what do people want? And are people yeah. polarised enough that they think that we should have either completely remain or leave on the the the, the sort of Mo- I don't know how to put it, like the no deal, like the, the furthest from remain possible, like no deals with yeah. the EU, completely out, completely clean break. And do people want that? Do people want this sort of what, you know, um, almost like binary choice or do they want something nearer the middle? And I would suspect that after, you know, years of, of, of waiting and, and, and trying to get out and all of this, I think people are getting more and more frustrated and people are kind of going to those sort of extremes of either yeah, we want a complete clean break or we want to completely remain so yeah i think that that for that reason they are going to get a lot of votes and yeah and i think there's uh, been an interesting poll that came out that we shared on our instagram and our social feeds yesterday um that shows a yougov poll um and shows the change since when the Lib Dems announced their um, policy of basically just cancelling Brexit altogether. Mm. Um, and it shows the Lib Dems pulling into second place behind the Conservatives, overtaking Labour um, up 4% versus Labour being down 2%. Um, so it's interesting that that is kind of a controversial yeah. um, policy. Um, and obviously polling is like very kind of like non-reliant. You can't rely on polling that much. No. Um, and we're still quite a long way out from whenever an election would end up being. 
but it shows that there is definitely an appetite for that and you're right the two extremes are becoming more and more palatable as we're like getting sick of it and both sides want to get it done and it just is do you want to get it done by cancelling it or do you want to get it done by just doing it but i think that that's sort of a wider trend in politics anyway is that you get the sort of um you know we went through the sort of third way middle ground blairite era we've gone through that and that's dead now that's gone we're now into sort of corbyn which is very very left and then we've got uh you know um, i'm trying like ukip the surge of ukip which is like a a very right-wing party uh, who get a lot of Mm -hmm. votes even if they don't get a lot of seats and we've got the rise of those sort of parties and that's not even just in the uk you know you've got trump in the us um you know politics is polarizing and it's not too surprising that people are polarizing around the um, Brexit debate and people are going, we either want to, you know, the hardest to remain or the hardest Brexit. Um, totally. So, no, I don't think it's that surprising. But yeah, I think that the, the, the um, Kieran was completely, I, I agree with a lot of what he said. Um, I haven't read I the exact completely... email, so I'm not going to say I agree with everything he said, just in case. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we don't want him to quote us. And like, it turns out he put something really yeah, shady in yeah. like, the bottom of the email. Yeah. Um, but from what I read, I agree. Yeah, Most of those points, I, yeah. I think we can get on board with. Absolutely. Cool. So another email. Uh, And before we lead into this one, it's worth mentioning that when we put out this call for emails and for kind of correspondence, I jokingly said that I only wanted emails about this topic. I didn't want random stuff. And I jokingly said, I don't want to see pictures of your bird boxes or hear about your badgers, Um, which obviously caused uh, avalanche of both of those things. Yeah. Um, And we've hit our first um, of the list. So let me just send you through Slack the first bird box. Okay, have you got that one, Ben? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's just come through. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, Can right. Can you spot okay. the bird box? Yes, yeah. To be fair, with that one, um, so just for people listening not on the YouTube version, I'll put, I think we're going to put the picture on the YouTube version. Um, yeah, we will. But people who are just listening uh, on, on anything else, it's basically like a wooden structure. I think that's right to say, like a wooden structure. Yeah, it I'd looks say like so. something in their back garden. Loads of real mm-hmm. nice, like flowers around it and everything like that. It's beautiful. It is. And then there's a little bird box, like affixed to the like upstanding pole, I think is probably a good yeah, way of putting you've it. You've done such a good way of job of describing this. Yeah. And and it's just at the top. So it's almost like a little bit hidden. So I couldn't see it the first do you time. Think it's a very, this, very nice bird box, is what I'm going to say. Do you yeah. think this is Tim's real garden or do you think this is like a Google image job? uh <laughs> there's always reverse image search um oh but, yeah good idea but yeah uh no i th- i think that's his own i'll give tim the yeah credit. So do, i'm, I'll I'm give a trusting that. person and i will say that is that is tim's if tim, if, it if is, you're listening nice garden if that's not and you've you've got that from online then you've really swindled me and, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> you've let ben down uh, yeah he's exactly. furious i am yeah yeah so i really hope okay. tim i really do hope that that is that is from your garden but as I said, I don't want your bird boxes. So let's move on from Tim's bird box and let's hear what he's got to say. Yes, yes. Um, Tim says about Boris Johnson, uh, he's talking about his different his campaigning style and he comments that it doesn't really affect him um, as he lives in the non-EU island that is Switzerland. Um, and he says, from what he's seen, though, it seems to be sort of spectacular and aimed at the more emotional side of the audience rather than kind of like sticking to, I don't know, yeah. facts in the Maybot kind of style. <laughs> Um, but he says he doesn't really like the style, but then again, he doesn't agree with Johnson on many things, so maybe some of the charm misses him. Mm. Um, but it quite clearly seems to work, and he wouldn't be surprised if he uses it again uh, in the next general election. Yeah. So Johnson's campaigning style is certainly very different from some of the other politicians we've seen yeah. recently. I, uh, I don't see say. any reason 
Yeah, I don't see any reason why he'd drop that because it's been clearly successful over the last, mm. not even just over the last campaigning period or during the Brexit campaign, but for the last kind of like 10, 20 years. Yeah. Like, it's been a very successful strategy for him. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. I think that that's his, his unique that's the thing unique about him isn't it that's how he got to where he is a lot of the other candidates had a lot of experience under their belt had worked had worked their way up slowly um Theresa May being one of them so yeah unlike Theresa May so Theresa May had sort of worked her way up slowly to become prime minister so she'd been home secretary for a number of years um and she'd been in cabinet and she seemed like a you know safe pair of hands she'd yeah worked her way up to the top job and that was it was a good way of doing it boris however had not been in cabinet particularly long he had been in cabinet no. foreign secretary um and, and if my memory serves me correctly of all of the candidates yes. for tory leadership he had the least government and shadow government experience for anyone yes i, I think you're right yeah admittedly Admittedly, that doesn't include his time as mayor of London, which obviously experienced a different kind of experience. But yeah. it's kind of unfair to write that off. That is his prime of his political life, where he clearly couldn't have been in government. Yeah. But even still, he's got some of the least experience. No, no, definitely. Recent prime ministers. Yeah, and that's how. But that's what. I, that's where I was going with that. Is that he was, although he's not got much experience, his his way that he got to the top was through his personality and through um, totally. appearing on TV shows and 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 winning favor with the public and yeah um as opposed to winning favor with the mps and when we were talking a few you know i think it was about a year i can't remember how long ago it was now but it might have been eight nine months something around there me and uh somebody else at, at tldr we, we wrote an article about um who we thought might become the leader of of the conservative party and um no one's picked us up on this yet but um i'll i'll say this now we got it wrong um, I remember us saying in who that. Who did you that, say? Well, I don't think we said who we thought would definitely become the leader, but I think we definitely okay. said we didn't think it'd be Boris. Um, our, <laughs> our, our reasons, and well, at least my reasons were that the Conservative leadership sort of uh, uh, elections work is that the way they work is that you have um, the MPs selecting them in the first sort of few rounds. So you have to win yeah. favour with the MPs and then get to the final two. And I never thought Boris would do it. I never thought that he would win enough favour with point. the MPs and I was adamant about that I thought you know if he got to the final two he'll definitely win he'll definitely win he'll definitely yeah. become leader yeah. I thought he'll never make it to the final two because he won't win the support of the MPs and the, the minute he did I said there's no there is absolutely no way he's not going to win this I mean he's, he's, he, ha- he was always going to but I just never thought he'd win the favour of the MPs because he's 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 not been in cabinet he's not I didn't think he had that many allies I didn't think he yeah uh, and all that but that's the way he, he did it he's, he he um, he won favour with um, with the people, and I think the MPs probably thought, right, well, we need a good chance winning the next election. Boris has already yeah. put in the groundwork over a number of years, winning favour with the people and becoming this personality, um, and they backed him on, on that basis. So he almost went round the MPs, won favour with the people, and then the MPs thought, right, well, the people like him, we'll we'll go with him. Yeah. That's what I think anyway. That you know, it's not an objective statement. I'm sure people have no, no. Views, I think that's it's a really good I, point. That's how I thought, but yeah, yeah, I was wrong. I didn't. I, I always said I didn't think he would, but I think that, I'm proud of you for calling yourself out yeah, on that. I thought I'll, I'll get there before anyone else does. Um, but no, yeah. Going back to the email, um, I think that yeah, um, the email. What was sorry? What was the emailer's name? 
<laughs> Harry. I thought you forgot. No, sorry. Harry's the next one we're going to talk about. It's Tim. Tim, Tim. was the man. Tim. Oh, Tim. of course. Tim. Tim. Yes. How could you forget Tim? Tim. Bird Our friend Tim. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I think Tim was right. I think um, Boris does have a unique personality. And um, I think that that has helped him get to the position as leader. And I think that that will definitely help him to become, well, to continue being prime minister and to increase his, possibly increase his majority. I think that that will definitely help him. Um, yeah. Uh, in that i'm not saying that it'll work but i'm just saying it's definitely an advantage for him yeah and he's not gonna give that advantage up for any reason no. that i can see certainly but yeah cool next email from okay. harry who yes. is from the united states and harry says on johnson's campaigning style at least he can string full sentences together which i think might be a jab at trump there <laughs> right um right. And he said, but he could learn a thing or two from Burko on how to do proper put downs in the House of Commons. Yes. Is chlorinated chicken the best thing you've got, really? Yeah. Or Cameron. Cameron was a good one. Cameron was good at, at Commons put downs. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, to be fair, Johnson's not really had the chance to do many yet. No, but... no, he hasn't. That is very true. Yeah. You might need a bit I like of time the observation. Yeah, I like the observation about full, um, stringing full sentences together Yeah. Um, and the critique of the put-downs. What an amazing observation that no one else made. I no, that. no, that's that's, um, that's, a, you, that's definitely a unique one. I haven't seen that before, but yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So, Simon, um, so I think there was some confusion actually looking in the emails about whether I said badges as in the animal or badges oh. as in pin badges. I and I'm not sure which badges. one I meant. My... I've listened back and I still don't know which one I said. Ah. But we've had quite a few Badger emails too. That... So Simon sent us this. Yeah. Uh, ben, there's a message coming through for you. Yeah, I'm opening my phone. And his comment is, unfortunately, I don't have any pictures of Badgers. So here's some of my chickens instead. Which oh. is an interesting way of interpreting that. Uh, have you got the chickens? Uh, I haven't yet. Oh, no, I have. I have. I've got them. Oh, look at those. How many are nice there? bunch Two, of chickens four five five very nice five one black four white yeah, i can't nice. tell if they're male or female don't know what's happening there no don't know neither. anything about chickens no but thanks for your chicken photo i and love that, simon just well i love that he's just gone badgers i've got chickens let's do it yeah i know, you know also yeah ideal play. when in his garden thought chickens will do and you're right simon chickens will do you and know, he even, says you know, now you've endorsed that you know the email yeah. is just going to be full of everyone's pets like oh oh no it depends on the pet like maybe yeah. we'll get on to this later i think there was a question about pets later on in the q a section oh nice. Um, okay but yes send us some pets okay so we have another email from oh this is where it gets difficult there's a few names here like coming up which i'm like i don't know how to pronounce this so if i say not your name i say someone else's name and then read your question i'm sorry that was my attempt at your name so yeah from more i think so that doesn't maybe okay from more <laughs> we have personally i think that boris has miscalculated he's gonna have us leave on the 31st and we'll end up in jail and then call a general election without a prime minister um right he'll call an election from jail i don't know and then we'll have to know then we'll have to call a general election without a prime minister so no oh, someone right. else will call I, the general I, election I okay okay once he's in jail right um i feel like we've I don't really have anything to say on that specific point on whether Johnson will end up in jail or not. Do I you? do. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, go for I it. I don't think it'll happen. Um, I'm just going to throw that one out there. Um, okay. I just don't You didn't think... think he'd become Prime Minister though, Ben. I, well, this is... <laughs> yeah, all of my predictive powers have now gone. Uh, you, yeah. No one should ever listen to me. Um, no, <laughs> I... Uh, look, um, 
however this this court case goes, um, I, I, you know, the worst that's going to happen, I think the worst that's going to happen to Johnson is they're going to have to recall the MPs, which will be mildly yeah. embarrassing at, at worst. Um, I personally don't think that, I mean, a jail sentence I don't think is, is, is reasonable. Um, may, I, you know, it's just, it, yeah, just I don't think that's the, that's the case. I don't want to be too sort of blunt because, you know, that I, it's a valid point, but um, I just personally, it's, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's not completely impossible. Like, of course, the prime minister could go to jail. It's just yeah. not obvious how that leads from where we are today. No, no. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that people, I mean, when you're operating at the, the highest political level and you, you have, it's to do with uh, your judgment and to do with interpretation of your, your of, of what you meant. Like you can never be a hundred percent certain on what that was. Like what we were saying in the last podcast is that you can never be a hundred percent certain about what in, in, intentions were, especially when you're doing it in, in, in courts of law. And for that reason, you know, the, he can't get a really bad punishment because they're never going to be a hundred percent sure that he did it. He, he yeah, I presume this, I presume what the email is on about is um, the uh, prorogement. I don't know. It might be, but it's also like, or maybe I the, guess you yeah. could, you could argue like various like lies and stuff during the uh, like the leave referendum. But the he's been acquitted I mean. of so far, though, by the electoral yeah, commission. Yeah, exactly. So. Besides those two things, I don't know what else they could mean. No. Though, email us back if we if we've really missed the point yeah. and you know of some huge crime that we've missed. Yeah. Email us back. I'd be interested. That to would know. be breaking news on this podcast if if we. It really would be something like that. But no. uh, we got some feedback on the podcast from Sam here. Oh um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, well, can I just before you do that, I've I've read yeah, quite, I've it. read quite a few comments on the YouTube uh, uh, videos on these. Um, uh, you know feedback about the the podcast and i just want to answer one question really quickly uh from there uh and i can't remember who said it but they said oh uh will you have a, have you got a schedule for the for the podcast yet and i just want to answer that quickly oh, okay. which is uh no no <laughs> absolutely not there we go and we probably won't anytime soon um i'd say we're probably aiming to have like at least one a week um but it doesn't really make any sense for us to have a schedule considering it's often easiest for us to do it in the aftermath of big news or big events, yeah. um, which might become easier to predict once, Bre- once Brexit calms down, if Brexit calms down. Mm. Um, but for now, at least, we'd rather just keep it kind of free-flowing and flexible. Yeah. Cool. So Sam's email says, hello, Jack, Zach, and Ben. Um, hello, Sam. Hello. Um, Sam wanted to let us know that he really enjoys the podcast and we make it really understand what the hell is going on in our country, especially for someone like him who isn't very politically inclined. Okay, that's so. That was that yeah. was a nice bit, but there's not this bit's not bad. It's just some feedback. Okay, so that was like the nice bit. I wasn't yep. just reading it out to be kind. I wanted to offset. Just patting ourselves okay. on the back. Exactly. Okay. One small thing, as someone who doesn't know a lot about politics, I suggest a very quick description for buzzwords and sayings such as yellow hammer, because when I listen, I'm driving and don't always have the amenities to Google. Yeah. Um, f- like basically to look up what they mean. Yeah. Um. So. Basically, the only reason I read that out was to acknowledge it. A few people said it, um, but Sam had a nice compliment leaving, leading into it. So that's why I chose his email. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's something we'll definitely try and do going forward. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Not uh, just assume everyone knows what we're talking about because we're not always completely clear. Yeah. No, I think that's a very, very fair, fair thing. I think that that's something we do need to, to work on a little bit. Um, yeah, no, definitely. It's a good point. And can I nice. just can I just throw one more thing in as well, actually, about comments from the YouTube 
um, which yep. was yeah. somebody had said, there was on the last one, I think we explained what stymie meant. And yes. um, uh, I think someone had, someone had put on the comments like, oh, is it just a, is it just that British people don't use the word stymie much? We use it quite a lot here in America. And I was speaking to a few friends here after the podcast went out who, who do listen. And they, they said, yeah, do you not know what stymie meant? We, you know, I've, I've used it before and it's in golfing I've terms. I've used stymie before. I had, I didn't know what it meant. Well, yeah. And so it turns out, no, no, um, Apparently, British people do know what Stymie meant. I'm just not one of them. Um, <laughs> so, so I yeah. knew what it meant, but I agreed with your point that it's not a standard word. No, no. Well, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. And you had your fun golf fact, too. So yeah, exactly. That you didn't want to shoot that down either. Yeah. Also, uh, someone in episode one, um, we, were, me and Zach were talking about how the High Court in London said that something wasn't justiceable. And we were saying, we're like joking that justiceable isn't a normal word. Oh, oh, and someone is, in the it? comments... No, someone in the comments said, oh, that's weird. Clearly in the UK, people don't use the word justifiable very much. And I was like, no, no, we didn't mean justifiable. Yeah. And what justifiable means justiciable is the yeah. word we were saying. Okay. Just to clear that up. Okay. Not that anyone cares. It's like two weeks late, but yeah. even still, you reminded me of it. Okay, so we've got another photo, Ben. Oh. Oh, no, we don't. Sorry, I lie. Oh. Different. Got we have excited. a badger fact, though. Aiden emailed us a badger fact. I, I never even realised that you could have been saying badger. I always thought you said badges, and I think I followed it up. In, I don't in know the... what I said. Yeah, well, fair play. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Okay, badger fact. Come on. Okay. The United Kingdom passed the Protection of Badgers Act in 1992. It made it illegal to hurt them or kill them and was written in response to people trapping animals for sport and killing them under the belief that they were going to interfere with agriculture. So... Just a fun fact there that badgers yeah. are pretty safe in the UK. Yeah, I've I yeah that's that's very interesting. I never knew that. I knew that one of the. Do you reckon the we've leadership... got a load of refugee badgers coming over to the UK, like they're being <laughs> like marginalised in other countries, and they know we've got this law, so they're all like Possib- coming in. I mean, it seems like a safe haven for badgers. Like, I'm happy to protect the badgers. Yeah, yeah. all over the world, badgers. You're more than welcome to come. Yeah, unless like are badgers a nice animal? Like they look cute, but are they like? I don't know. I don't know much about. I don't badges. know much about them. I, I don't know whether they they are actually a nuisance or not. I presume not. Um, I presume if not. If they if they've passed that law, you know, willing to bet yeah. or not. Was there was a leadership candidate, wasn't there? Was it Rory Stewart maybe, who had worked, he'd done loads of speeches on some animal. I I don't know if it was badgers. It might have been badgers. Mm. I don't know. I don't um, remember that. I'll have to somebody if you do know, put it in the the YouTube comments or somewhere. Or yeah, email let us, us know because I'm sure email one of the us candidates. More badger facts. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure one of the candidates had something to do with making speeches on protecting some animal and made mm. loads of them. I'm not sure if it was badgers Interesting. or not. But anyway, yeah. Well, let us know. Yeah. Got another email here from John who says, overall, I think the podcast was quite good. I like that. Like, yeah. don't get us too excited. It yes. was quite good. Keep us grounded. You came across. This one's nice, though. You all came across as well informed. So we're doing a good job oh, of that good. illusion. At least we seem um, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But crucially, not afraid to admit when you're unsure of something. Please continue this intellectual honesty of admitting when a topic requires more thought or research, as far too many people and podcasters are unwilling to admit their own ignorance, no matter how slight. And I completely agree with this. I think yeah, I agree. Saying you, don't, saying you don't know something is like more powerful than pretending to know something. I think there's rarely anything that makes me respect someone more than when someone's just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'll look into it. I'll get back to you. I'd much rather get that response from people. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you've noticed that. I'm not sure when we did that, but one of us must have admitted to not knowing something. Stymie. Um, so that's probably one. Oh yeah, it was your 
intellectual honesty about not knowing what yeah, stymie meant yeah i feel bad for rubbing it in that i did no. know what stymie i meant, know but... i know i thought we were in the same boat i was when i was no, i knew I, we were I doing this one and i knew i was going to bring up the stymie thing and what i was going to say is then um, oh yeah people in britain do know what stymie meant it's just us two don't and i had to change no, it sorry apparently ben. you do yeah that's a shame i mean it's not a word of, it's not a word i'm particularly familiar with but it is definitely no, a word i knew i sorry, honestly don't we will continue wrong. yes yes we will Ben will continue not admitting, no, <laughs> yeah. admitting to not knowing it's timing me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will continue to do that. Yes. Uh, okay, so we've got another email here from Gustav, and check your Slack, Ben, because you've yes. got another bird box. Oh, another bird box. Love the bird boxes. Let's have a look. Uh, oh, that is that is what a that is superb an amazing bird, bird box. box. Oh, that's go fantastic. on. Try and describe it again. You're okay, good at describing yes. it. Yes. So this one, it looks like it's it's sort of um, it looks like a, like a back garden, some like overgrown shrubbery stuff like that, and there seems to be like a fence just running like across the picture, and on top, sitting on I top of this going fence, this detail. Si- sitting on top of this fence is what looks like just a London bus. It's like a red London bus number forty nine. It's got it's got the number plate Jane, like the name Jane. Oh yeah, which, I didn't even spot that. Which I like, which I, I don't know. Is this, this some relation to Gustav? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not convinced this is Gustav's bird box, if I'm honest. Are, are you not? even still. Can, so, well, no, I had the... It's, it's too good. No, well, I, I trusted Tim, and I'm going to trust Gustav too. And, you know, I really hope it's not going to, you know, um, uh, it's going to be wrong, and they're, it's going to undermine me. But no, I think they're both right. I'm going to trust them both. And it just looks like a red London bus. It looks really nice. It's got like, like a little hole in the middle. Um, where I presume the birds. birds birds can go in and out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really cool bird. It's box. a great bird box. That's that is a great. Bird. I don't want to slight Tim by saying this is the best bird box we've seen, um, but it's it's. Tim had a nice garden, but it was a standard bird it was. box. This, whereas this, this is an awesome bird. It box. is a very very good bird box. Um, so for those watching the YouTube version, um, you've just heard my description of it, um, and while looking at the picture, so yeah, enjoy those. You can tell us that was a good wasted. description. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um, um, yes. Cool. So we've got another one from Marta, who has a question and also a photo. So I'm sending you oh, the photo okay. first. Yeah, please be. Come on, bird box. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's for not bird a bird box. box. Is it Sorry. not? It's a bird, kind of. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Oh, oh that's, that's great. What is it, Ben? Oh. Get your descriptions back out. <laughs> okay. So this is just a, a picture uh, on like a, a, a PC desk and see like a computer in the background and there's just, it's a, just an owl, it's an owl mug. It's a mug, it's got like two like big eyes looking at you, a couple of little feet at the bottom um, and it's just, it's a, it's a mug that looks just like a real cute owl. It's great. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's kind of bird related. It is and bird fits related. With the, Absolutely. That episode we were talking about your mug, mug so I guess got it ties the well, two yeah. together. Yeah. Um, but Marta also has a question on top of her adorable bird mug. Are they? Um, so can I just be clear? So these people sending in pictures of bird boxes and things are they? Are they trying to yeah. get our attention with their cool bird boxes and mugs? And then they're once they've got I our mean, attention. I mean, it's worked. Well, absolutely. No, I completely agree. It's worked brilliantly. And if you are trying to get our attention, that is absolutely the way to do it. Um, yeah, attach fun photos. Attach fun photos. Okay, cool. So Marta says, my question to you is that given that Labour doesn't seem to fully support Jeremy Corbyn, is there any other left-wing politician who could step up? Ooh, okay. Good question. Yes. Um, well, I mean, that's that's a big question. and Yeah, there's a lot of people you could choose. The, yeah. Um, um, so just so I'll just give a little bit of background with, with like Labour, so just so I can sort of get into my because I need, I haven't actually so I, I haven't seen any of these questions, so I'm kind of thinking on the spot here, but just just on, on yeah, this no. one. Um, so Labour is so in, in in the past like 
the the leaders have had a couple of elections to sort of sort themselves out and if they don't do it in a couple if they don't like do decently in a couple of elections they're pretty much out so i reckon i personally reckon corbyn has one more maybe general election in him because yeah. the 2017 one he increased vote share which made him look like you know i remember the day after everyone was hailing it as like a corbyn victory even though he didn't win the election um yeah and there was a there was a lot of like controversy around that so although corbyn lost the last election it was kind of hailed as a victory but in the past you've had like uh, Neil Kinnock so he like was modernizing the Labour Party and it looked like he was going to win in 90 uh, yeah in 92 93 and then mm-hmm. Major would instead and then he was out then but he had a few he had quite a few like, op- like chances to, to, to do it the Tories are a bit more cutthroat so they're a bit more like if you don't win you're out pretty much yeah. Um, so you, they're a bit more cutthroat with their leaders, but Labour are a little bit more like understanding of them. So I know the question isn't like will he last, but that's just sort of a bit of a background to Labour leaders. Um, and I think yeah. that the other thing is you, uh, stabbing Labour, Labour leaders in the back is just not a good idea. Like the party doesn't like that at all. Um, yeah. Um, the the Tories. So Thatcher was famously sort of backstabbed by her own party, um, mm-hmm. and you've and Thatcher herself got in by backstabbing um, her own yeah. her own leader. Um, which was uh, Ted Heath, I think. So, yeah, um, the, the Tories, that, that sometimes can work. But with Labour, I just don't think that's a good idea. So, so Especially as Johnson, sh- that she's absolutely right in the email that he's not unanimously supported, but he has some really diehard supporters. Yeah, yeah. And annoying fair, so does Corbyn. probably isn't the best move. Oh, no, that's what I mean, sorry. Oh, right, okay. Did I say Johnson? You I meant Corbyn. Johnson. Yeah, okay, no, that's Oh, fair. sorry, I meant, I totally meant Corbyn. Yeah. Um, yeah, is he does. the fact that he has some unbelievably like, like strong supporters. The, the other, the, um, yeah, the other point to make as well is like the majority at which he won the leadership contest. Like it wasn't a small majority. He like resoundingly won the leadership election. Um, yeah. So he did. Yeah, and, and you need another candidate with that level of support to be able to get rid of him because otherwise it would look like Labour's undermining its own members um because he he uh, was it owen smith who ran against him yeah and yeah. beat him resoundingly as well and if you just kind of go right well well you know this is the labor leader we we, we want it. you need someone with a lot of support and it's trying to find a candidate who might have that level of support and um there might well be one i just i don't know it um off the top of my head i'd have to look into that one but nor do i but it's a video we could do in the future I yeah think. definitely I think an interesting topic especially post general election uh it will definitely be a topic i, I, I just yeah i'd like to just quickly just apologize to whoever that email was that we haven't properly answered that question but it's only because you gave her something yeah and we said she had a nice mug so we should, yeah she, that is that is just a fact um <laughs> but no i i yeah i i'd need to look into that to see if there was another candidate who has like high levels of support from the public um because off the top of my head i i'm not sure so yeah sorry for the the sort of non-proper answer but i would have to look into it Cool. Well, you, we just you just admitted you didn't know the answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, there we go. What's he called? Uh, John wanted. Was it John? Yes. It well, was there John. You go, John. We don't know. I got an email from Elliot here um, saying he's simply writing to us uh, to talk about bird boxes and pin badges. Yes. Um, this is the, what his latest two. bird box looks like. His latest. He says this is what his box. latest. But the Ooh. photo looks very stock photo, if I'm absolutely honest. Either he's got like a proper studio where he took this photo. You are really slighting these... these. No, but oh. look at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just like to... So I'll, I'll put my description in. This is a stock photo of a bird box. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's so true. He does add, though, the colour reminds me of Boris Johnson's hair, yeah. which oh, I can't fully disagree with. No, it's pretty that good. It's fair. Yeah, it is. It, unless, it's a very light Unless wood. this is from like a garden sensor's website or like Amazon's website, and this is the. I Bird don't care where it's like from. Latest it, is a, one. it is a stock photo. Like, it could yeah, be from Amazon. Yeah, but it's possible that. It could be from It's possible that it's his latest one because it's the latest one he's bought. Possibly. Only he has. That's very and he just yes. got it from online. Yeah, I'd like to say, I, I feel like I've been a bit harsh. Yeah, this might be his latest actual bird box, but he hasn't, he definitely hasn't, unless this guy's a photographer who, who his recent job was to sort of create stock photos of bird boxes. This, but, this yeah, isn't his picture. Like, unless that's the I case. I completely agree. This is def- so basically, it's just a white background. It is just a, it just it's a stock photo. It's, it's a, a bird st- box. Yes, a bird box. It's a stock photo. Imagine a bird box. box. That's yeah. what it is. I can't believe it's another a- email from yeah, okay. another email from a different Elliot. Or I've just made a mistake and written Elliot down twice. And if so, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but this Elliot is from Australia, and he sends a photo too. Following in uh, your mug um, from the previous episode mm. that we mentioned, he sent us a picture of his mug from Down Under. Oh, okay. Ah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> do you want to explain what's happening oh, in this one Ben? amazing yes i didn't expect that at all that was brilliant so um this is just a picture of a plain white mug so it's a plain white mug on just a marble surface just in a house doesn't it's, sound exciting no, yet it isn't but... exciting however the image has been inverted so it's upside down because it's from down under which which it's in australia which is you get the australia, joke which is just <laughs> fantastic i love that yeah, that was really great. good. That really I like that was one too. good. Um, top top marks there. That top marks. That was great. Cool. Oh. So those are all of our emails on that topic. Thank you okay. to everyone who emailed in. We got like hundreds of emails, so we just picked out some of the key ones and some of the good photos. Oh, this has been my um, this has been my favorite episode so far. This is great. I'm I'm having a great time with these mugs. And we're things. not even on the general Q and A yet. Are we not? So were they just politics ready. ones? Okay. Those are all the politics ones. We're about to head into the Q and A section. Fab. So okay. prepare yourself because we're gonna have to answer some questions. Okay. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Okay, so as I mentioned at the beginning, we asked people on Instagram, on Patreon, and in the podcast to email in or send in any questions they had um, about TLDR, and we're going to answer a bunch of those. So some of these are questions about the channel generally, some of them are questions about us, and some of them are questions about the news and stuff. Yeah. So you're not off the hook yet, Ben. There are still going to be some politics questions. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Thinking about feet. Also, but also there's a bunch of other ones, so don't worry about it. Yeah. So firstly, an email from Jan, um, yeah. who asks, has anyone at TLDR studied or st- is studying journalism? And the answer to that is no. I, don't, I can't speak for the others. I, d- I don't know. Um, I know that I at don't. At least I think it's no. Yeah, I... I could be wrong. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, people at TLDR and what they study. And I know that me and Zach don't. Um, and I know that, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, this is so. You realise, Jack? Question, if someone does, if someone does, one of the if 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 I know, if we just don't. Know, this is going to be really bad. Yeah, but will will any of the team actually listen this far? Probably not. Uh, yes, I don't know. I know that, that makes I, it doubly yeah. bad. If I disparage them and say they're not committed enough to listen all the way through, and they are a journalism student, that's doubly bad. Yeah, but I'm going to say really no. I don't think so. Jack is gambling a lot. I don't think lot. so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so to answer the question you didn't ask, what did we study? Yes, um, Jack. You so go first. I'll only answer. I'll only answer. We'll only answer for like the three of us that are yeah, on the podcast because yeah, yeah, there's no point. Otherwise, we'll be here forever. Yeah. But I studied. Um, uh, 
I nearly messed up what I studied. Let me try this again. Are you sure uh, you I studied, studied Czech? Com- That's, that was a very... Yeah, I definitely okay. did. Okay. I definitely did. I've got a certificate and everything. Like, Nice. Um, I studied computer science and business. Um, mm. So not entirely relevant to this at all. But I guess like... I learned a lot of like tech online stuff that's been useful for TLDR. Uh, and I did a whole bunch of marketing modules. Um, so that has also proved useful. Yeah. So kind of applicable, but I will admit that I am not like trained in politics, which is why we have a writing stuff because yes. otherwise I couldn't do it. So let me introduce you to Ben. Yes. Hello. So um, unlike Jack, uh, yeah, I, I, I studied, I'm currently studying politics and international relations. Uh, um, at Nottingham University so I'm going into my third year um, so yeah I, it's slightly yeah it's it's to be fair a lot of what we do on TLDR is like contemporary what's going on at the minute sort of stuff and a lot of what yeah. I've studied in the past has been like political theory and um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other more international obviously international relations uh, international relations yeah. theories um, I have one a couple which of modules why... which have been really useful actually have been British political history so sort of studying that because that, that is really good for when we're talking about the con- contemporary stuff and what's been going on at the minute and then yeah. like, linking it back so that has been very good um, I was literally just about to say that's why Ben will always be the one that says like but of course in like 1953 yeah. the Tories did this yeah. to do this yeah. and it's like what yeah. I'll just have to trust you on that yeah but that's yeah exactly and and <laughs> it's a bit it's a, yeah it's a bit nerve-wracking because um there's I know that you you and Zach probably won't pick me up on it so I really have to make no, sure I'm de- right. I definitely won't um one of the other writers actually um I won't name him just in case he doesn't want to be named but um he he he's on my course at the same uni so I, I know he doesn't listen though um so I'm really, I was really hoping. <laughs> what a thing to know. Yeah, I was really hoping he, well, I was talking to him about it last night and he just openly said oh, okay. he didn't listen. So um, yeah, I was really hoping that he'd listen and pick me up on it because he's done the same modules. So that would have been great. Uh, but we need to get him to listen to fact check. We d- we, well, um, yeah, definitely. But no. I, but don't worry. Mm-hmm. A number of people at TLDR, the main writing staff, are, yes, all know what they're talking about with do. politics. And Zach. And yeah. Hopefully it's at least vaguely obvious that I know a bit what I'm talking about. Um, so while not being like, not having studied it specifically like as a degree, mm. I know some things. Mm. Um, do you want to go through and what also, Zach does or are we going to leave that for him to answer next I time? I think, I think, and I always get this wrong, I think Zach studies uh, philosophy. I hope yeah. he doesn't listen to this episode. I'm pretty sure he does. I thought you had something to do with economics. Oh, this is really bad. Or maybe it's both. No, I think it's philosophy. Is it definitely I think philosophy? It's just fo- okay. Or maybe know. he's... Yeah, I think you're right. And maybe he studied economics at A-level or something. He definitely did something to do with economics, Who knows? I think. Zach's here too. Zach is our friend. Yes, <laughs> we yeah. don't know what he does. He's, um, you realise I'm so, the one that's going to be on the podcast with him next because you're away. So if we're wrong, yeah, I'm going to be here. the one that gets the, <laughs> the telling off. He'll me. have forgotten by then. That, yeah. Um, next question from Ellen. It, question is what will the rest of the badge designs be and when will they be shipped um so this is about the pin badges yeah. which if you're interested are available at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash store um but <laughs> we have announced half pretty much half of season two of our badges so we released the first season uh a few months ago mm. and we've just started announcing the second season yeah um so you can pre-order those badges now. There are four more badges to be announced. We will be announcing them next week, uh, next Wednesday, I believe. 
uh, in our video about the student loan crisis in the UK. So if you're really interested, make sure to check out that video because we'll be telling you the full list of countries then. Um, but I'm afraid I can't give you any teasers before that. Uh. And when will they be shipped? Well, we've started receiving some of the badges. We haven't got the full shipment yet, um, but they will be shipped in the coming days or coming weeks, let's say, um, because we'll wait until everything's here before we can start shipping. I'm away, as I said at the beginning, for the next couple of weeks. So that makes it harder. Um, but don't worry, we'll keep you updated. There will be a video about the badges next week. Um, so keep your eyes peeled and you will get all the answers you want. Yeah. Cool. Um Oh, difficult name. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say Lachlan because it looks a bit like that. And okay. that is a name I know. Um, but there's some extra letters in there, which make me doubt it. Anyway, what's your take on the whole nothing is truly apolitical stroke neutral? Where do you draw the line on what's objective and what's just spin? So I guess this is in relation to when we're writing videos. Um, mm. We always try and be as neutral as possible. Um and yeah, it's a good question because he's right. Yeah. Um, nothing is ultimately completely apolitical and neutral um, because it's kind of hard to get every fact you need, especially as quickly as we're trying to do things. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, we always try and use a variety of sources. Yeah. Not always just using news sources, using government sources, uh, but also obviously not just using government sources because quite often one of the biggest sources of spin Um but yeah, looking across all different outlets, seeing what people have to say, um, and then trying to pick through what's the truth. Um, so yeah, basically the answer is have a subscription to every news site because you need it to get the full balance. It's very difficult as well. That's one thing that I've I've realised from from doing this is that I think you're right. It, everything everything can be interpreted in a way like I'll put out a video and I'll I'll write a script for a video. And I'll think I've I've really tried there. Like I've 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 gone through a lot of different stuff. I don't think there's anything in there that shows any inherent bias, anything like that. And then mm -hmm. the comments will be, yeah, we say, oh, you've said this here and th that kind of alludes to this and all of this. And it is, it is like, that is a very difficult thing to do, especially when, where you get your information. It all, yeah, as I say, it all depends on where you get your information. Because as you say, there's a lot of things that will be spin and there will be biases in there and it's difficult to sort of avoid that. Um, and I think you're right. The way to do it is just to try and get it from a, a range of different sources. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of that. I think the, there was one that I did. So I had an exam at the end of last year on, on populism. And um, mm -hmm. I wrote a video on populism because I'd done quite a lot of work on it and I thought I might as well not put it to waste and I'll put a video out on it. And I spoke about populism in Europe and um, it, its relation to liberal democracy and it being sort of right wing. And I, the comments on that, there was a lot of stuff saying, why did you leave out this? Why did you leave out this? Why did you leave out this? Um, and my honest answer is that the journal articles that I read mainly spoke about the things that I put in the video. So they left those things out. So I wasn't fully aware of them. Um, and like that was one way that people have sort of said that that video was sort of biased is because I left out a lot. But my, my argument for that is that I've done a lot of sort of journal article reading and I've read a lot of like scholars on that. And that's what they talk, the, the bits that I included were what they talk about. So yeah, like that that's a good example of like... Um, of how it's very difficult to sort of avoid biases because if other people have them and it's all to do with like omitted information as well like like there that's a good example mm -hmm. of that and if you omit certain things it looks like you're deliberately doing it but that might not be the case and it's just yeah it is difficult but I, like that's not I'm, I'm not I'm not using that as an excuse I'm not saying that oh well that I, you know yeah I am biased but this is why it's that I'm just saying that that's why it's difficult like it, it is difficult and I it, you know it's something we need to try and figure out how to get around 
but um yeah. and i think it's also a question of sometimes just language that's used and it's something we're becoming more cautious of um that people often pick us up that the language we use plays into different like sides rhetoric mm. whether that be um people on the brexit side criticize us when we say like crashing out of the eu and stuff like that because they say it's like too emotional it's not like yeah is like using language to make things sound more catastrophic or on the other side people criticize us if we use the term brexiteer because they argue that it makes kind of pro-brexit people sound too cool and too buccaneering wait or what i've never us. heard that one before. yeah we, we get that one all the time do we or the yeah. one we get most is if we call boris johnson boris yeah because it personalizes him and makes him sound more friendly we we, um, we said that so, we, yeah we, i think we said a while ago that we were going to try not to do that yeah, I think it's... And that's not even like a partisan thing. That's just because people are it's right. We would never refer to Corbyn as Jeremy all the time. So for consistency's sake, Theresa. it makes more sense. Exactly. It makes more sense to refer to him by his surname as we do everyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our take on it. We try our best. Yeah. Use lots of different sources and try and make sure the language you're using isn't provoking anyone. Yeah. Cool. Duncan wants to know, what new things can we expect to see soon? Also, will TLDR be more British than UK news and other news than Brexit? Be more so, British? As in, as in, we discuss British things more or sure. we, we drink tea I'm taking that stuff. as... <laughs> I think we're already as British as we can be. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, TLDR will continue to like cover Brexit, obviously. Um, but as time goes on... Uh, we'll obviously have to start looking at other topics too. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the moment, it's like we are only covering Brexit a lot of the time, but that is because that's all the news is. Like in the UK, politics has been so over overwhelmed by Brexit. It's not like we're choosing to just cover Brexit and ignoring a load of yeah. other political issues. It's Brexit is the political issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, as things change, what we report on will change. Can um, I? Yeah, can I use this opportunity actually to ask a question to everyone? Um, and I might need to have yeah. a new uh, email. Uh, what's it called? Like Ooh. A, uh, do you want to do this one? New subject line. Yeah, new subject no, do, line. You do it. You do it. Oh, ah, I, I've shot myself. Ask your question there. first. I'll ask the question and I'll have a think. Yeah. So basically, I've been writing a um, series over summer on British prime ministers. Now, I haven't. We haven't entirely figured out the format, and I haven't entirely because I tried. I don't know if I've told you this, Jack. Actually, so but I tried recording it the other no. day, and I tried actually reading the okay. scripts and, and reading it out and doing it. But um, I just didn't like how it how it sounded, and I didn't like me doing the, the the sort of serious sort of narration i just didn't think it worked and i ended up just, it just yeah it just didn't work so i'm still trying to figure out sure. the format but i've done the research for it so basically it's a a series or podcast or something on the former prime minister starting from churchill in the 50s and going up through and it'll be sort of giving an overview of their premierships what they've done what they're what they're sort of famous for what they're known for and it's to give everyone sort of a background to that because as, as i said i think early in an earlier answer like one of the modules i did was uh, british political history and i think that's really helped and it's sort of given me a bit of an overview as to what's going on now and one of the things we'd including mm -hmm. that was the development of uk relations with the european union or the european economic communities it once was um so i just want to know from everybody here like is that something people would be interested in um would you want me to like continue with that or you know what format do you think that would best take because me and jack were thinking of doing it as the scripted audio and then do a bit of a discussion afterwards about the contemporary relevance of each prime minister um yeah but you know i i don't know um I, as i say i tried to record it the other day and it just i didn't like how it sounded uh but maybe that was just because i was doing the voice and maybe that was just why so maybe i need to hand it to jack <laughs> and get him to do it the classic tldr uh, voiceover um 
But uh, yeah, I don't know yet. So if anyone has any opinions, email in at hello at TL... What is it? Hello at TLDR. Hello at TLDR news. And then use the... Sub- what subject line are we going to do, Jack? It's up to you, <sighs> mate. Okay. Um, Three-word geographical location. Three-word geographical location. Um, ooh. Oh, I've got my mug. I'm going to go with another one off my mug. Oh, I like it. Uh, oh, this is going to be... Li- uh, West, it could be London again. Yeah, Westminster Abbey. Have, have we done that one? Or was that some, oh, simple? No. Westminster no. Abbey, London. How about that? Well, okay, so if you've got any feedback on Ben's series on the Prime Ministers and the history of Prime yes. Ministers, uh, any ideas around what you think we should do with that series, if you'd be interested, uh, any titles for the series even, yeah, uh, yeah. email us using the subject line Westminster Abbey, London. Uh, and we'll filter by that subject line so it's important you do use it, otherwise we won't find your email. Yeah. Cool. Another question from Charlotte. Okay. Does TLDR intend on becoming a mainstream news source? I like this question because <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. No. It puzzled me so much. I thought I'll chuck it in there. Yeah. Um. I mean, it depends obviously what you mean by a mainstream news yeah, source. Yeah, I was about um, to say that. And also, I like the question implies that it's a choice we have. Yeah, as yeah, if yeah like, exactly. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, we'll do that yeah, now. As, as, um, as in like, we've decided up to this point, we're not going to be. Oh, I don't want to. No. Um, yeah, who knows? We'll see how things play out. I think there's no reason we can't be. I mean, it depends. Some people use like mainstream media as like an, with negative connotations. Mm. Um, so I guess like some people wouldn't want that. So, but like yeah, we, all it really means yeah. is like becoming more popular and being like a standard news source so we do want to be just um, without think, the negative connotations yeah we want to be the good bits yeah we want to be the good, we want all the good <laughs> but bits i think also i think generally at the moment a lot of the mainstream news sources are newspapers that are struggling to find a place online and are trying to get their footing mm. and i think as like an established online news brand i think we've got a slight advantage there yeah um because we're already doing it better than a lot of like other news outlets are yeah so as things continue to progress online, who knows? Um, we'll wait and see what happens, but maybe. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it depends what mainstream means. Like, I don't want a 24-hour news channel. That'd be a lot of work. Um, Can you imagine? Y- yeah, I know. to employ a few more people. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I, yeah. So not that part of it. Like, that seems like a lot of work. Um, we'll do the nice bits. Yeah, we'll do the nice bits. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. So yes, we do, but only the nice bits. Bailey asks, and I think this question was asked before the podcast was a thing, um, what's happening in regards to the TLDR podcast? How does it work in terms of structure and speakers? Um, uh, so you might have answered, we might have answered any. this question just by doing it. Uh, yeah, there's no structure. Um, we'll just talk about what's happening. Yeah. Um, maybe when things die down and there's not like a million things to talk about every 10 minutes, yeah. um, maybe we'll form some kind of structure. But right now, it's kind of free-flowing. When it comes to speakers, at the moment, it's the three of us um, mm. kind of dropping in and out, depending on availability. Um, I will try and be in as many of them as possible. Um, and we might add some more members of the uh, team in. There's like other TLDR team members who haven't been in podcasts, obviously. Yeah. Um, so who knows? You might be able to hear some more people. Yeah. Um, but essentially, the answer to your question is there is no structure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. It's just whenever I roll out of bed and whenever Jack and Zach are free and we just exactly. make one and we talk about whatever we want, we put it up whenever we want and we hope people listen. Um, Perfect. That's that's how it works. Benjamin asks, what Good inspired name. you to expand TLDR news into US politics? Um, I'm probably better off answering this yeah, question. Probably. Um, Essentially, it's just because American politics is always interesting. And it's a case of um, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened recently that we wanted to cover. Um, So it made sense to start 
creating an outlet where we can do that and you probably have noticed it in the last few like weeks we've not been particularly active over there um mm. but that's just because it's kind of our secondary priority the uk channel we feel like every time a big news event happens we want to cover it in the us we just can't do that at the moment um we're working on a kind of expanding the us team um but right now it's kind of when there's something really interesting we want to talk about we will um but there's no commitment to a specific timetable yeah and also honestly it's just a case of i have studied u.s politics in the past so i'm like always interested um i have family in the u.s so i'm always interested and also they speak english so it's so much easier yeah loads of people ask us why we don't have tldr eu and partly the reason is because i kind of think of the uk channel as being eu too yeah um there's no reason i wouldn't post european content on there as well and also just because it's so much harder for us to cover european news if we were to cover like an issue in poland or in france or wherever we would then still have to either use british speaking news sources which obviously isn't the best source of news because it's kind of coming through a like yeah english lens or we'd have to like google translate everything and as good as google translate is these days it's still not the easiest way of yeah. doing it so the us is slightly easier for us. and the other thing is that we don't have the background really do we like you've got no, exactly. you've got to look at these things with, with context and we don't have the context like we don't we don't know like someone could say to us something's happening in, in poland now and we wouldn't know polish history so we wouldn't know how how that fits that in normal? in the grand scheme What's of happening? things yeah yeah exactly so that that's probably another reason um so yeah yeah cool uh adrian asks um would love you to look at the lib dems targeting targeting different seats in the general election is it bluster or could they realistically overturn significant majorities ah that's a good question um so yeah a bit of background again um like t- seat targeting isn't uncommon like <laughs> yeah. the lib dems the lib dems were unfortunate in 2015 because they had pretty much all their seats taken from them um so yeah. the conservatives like even though they were in coalition had this it was called the black uh, this is great it's called the black widow strategy have you heard of this mm-hmm. yeah yeah so just for the listeners the black widow strategy um it was where because the it's named after the black widow spider which um i believe it eats its something it like eats its partner or kids or something. yeah i can't remember but it, there certainly is a spider that does that yeah it, it's good i think it's a black widow but it, it does it eats it eats like its partner or something and the reason is is because the conservatives they were targeting lib dem seats and managed to successfully take like a lot of them so they called it the black widow strategy because it was obviously they were in coalition they took um, a lot of their seats from them so that happened before to the lib dems um I would expect, yeah, I think the Lib Dems would definitely start strategizing and seat targeting in this one because obviously they're the remain they're the remain um, party at the minute, and I would presume they'd be going for seats where there was a massive remain sort of majority in twenty sixteen, and their MP is somewhat of a Brexiteer, so that you can then argue in that constituency that they are a better suited candidate because they represent that constituency better because they would be a remain party. So yeah, I would expect that that's what they'd do. Um, yeah, whether that happens or not, I don't know. But I think that I would definitely expect them in you know the headquarters to be at least discussing that because um, they've got a unique position as a party as being like a just totally Remain party. And if there are constituencies that are represented by Brexiteer and were previously very very Remain, um, they might be persuaded by the Lib Dems to vote for them. So yeah, um, I think that's uh, I think that's a very very valid comment. Jackson asks, what's been the TLDR team's favourite video to make and research and why? Ooh. Uh, I'll give you a second to think about this, Ben, because yeah. you haven't seen the question before. Um, I think probably 
Uh, mine was one to make rather than like research and write because I didn't write it. Um, but it was a video we did right at the beginning of this year about uh, the possibility of no deal. And we explained it like through the lens of the prisoner's dilemma. Yes, um, that was a Zach good one. Zach wrote the video. Zach wrote the video. Yeah, it was. Zach wrote the video and I had nothing to do with it until he sent over the script and was like, what do you think yeah. of this? And it was one of those ones that when I was animating it, I was like more and more like, oh, this is such a cool argument. Yeah. And like the way that I think we managed to explain it, uh, the way that it was animated and everything, I just thought it was a really cool video. Yeah. And I, I think it was also that, yeah. the fact. Yeah. And I think it was also the fact that having writers on the team was relatively new at that point. Mm. Um, so to have such a cool article given to me as like, I had nothing to do with it. Here you go. It was like, oh, cool. This is like, this is what we want to yeah. happen. This is like this is ideal so i think that was like felt like a turning point to me in tldr and it was like a really cool video mine's slightly different so my, mine's because yeah i i the, the one that i've most enjoyed writing um i think i just had to think then i think it's definitely the brecken and radnisher by-election one yes and there's a few reasons for that number one is that i found loads of like i went off on a few different tangents and i found out some really just interesting stuff so about like mps because th their mp there had been done for uh expenses or something and then he was standing again so mm -hmm. i had a look at mps who'd been imprisoned and like looked and got like some house of commons uh briefing papers up and they had like nice. their long the, the mps that were still mps while in prison and had like the longest sentence like the people who were um still mps while in prison and like the long the ones that were longest in prison stuff like that it was a really it was a really interesting read and i uh, had that in there there were some a few other bits and bobs there's like a really it was a really interesting one where it's like in world war Two there was an MP that was convicted of like doing something to do with rations, like um, wasn't like adhering to rations oh, yeah, and there was, was imprisoned for it or something and remained as the MP. That was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I remember. There was, there was those kind of things. And then I did... Good video. Yeah, and I tried out a couple of other things in that where I was like, I think Jack said something like the script writer insists that I include this. And I thought I was being real funny at the time. <laughs> and I don't think it went down particularly well with people watching. I think they didn't <laughs> like it that much, which fair enough. But I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed writing it. And I enjoyed putting um, those little jokes. Well, what I thought were jokes in there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. I, I thought that was cool. one of the more fun one. So I enjoyed that one. Uh, got a question from Ross, who I assume, based on the question, is my boyfriend, Ross, right. who asks, at what <laughs> point are you going to get a dog for the office? That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah, happily. I don't know. I think so, dogs are allowed in this building, too. And we would both love a dog. So oh, we need, we maybe. need a TLDR was, dog. And there was a dog that walked past the window on the balcony. We've got like a shared balcony out the side. And yesterday, a dog walked past, and it was pretty exciting just to see a dog through the window. Okay, so, so maybe an office dog is on the card. Supplementary question: What dog would you get? Uh, oh, great question. Um, I don't know actually. Uh, we've discussed it quite a lot, but there's like a number of dogs I would like. So picking one is kind of hard. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say because like there's some dogs <laughs> I have like great names for. I'll tell you in person off air. Okay, okay. But I just don't want people stealing my dog names. Uh, but generally, I'm a fan of like medium-sized dogs, Me okay. like small to medium. Yeah, that's like fair. the smaller, but not like too small. Um, yeah. Because I like ones that like you can pick up and do stuff with. Like the ones that are too big, I'm like that's just annoying and gets in the way. Okay. Um, but no, I'm not. I have no hate for big dogs. It's just my. Are you? Are you fine? Okay. Another. Are you more of a dog or a cat person? Then is that which which? Because you said small. Fully dog. Okay. Oh, Hundred percent dog. Yeah. Good. 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 We'd have had problems. Otherwise. And when I say small to medium, I don't mean like properly small. I mean like yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, so yeah, well, I've got I've got three, and one of them almost interrupted the recording like ten minutes ago. So that was <laughs> that was good. Um, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think you yeah, probably. I think we definitely need one. We need we need a TLDR. Okay, cool. TLDR dog. We'll get on it. Yes. Damien asks, and it's amazing how much we get this question. Every time we do a Q&A, multiple people ask this. Okay. Damien is just the first one I saw. I don't know why this is like such a question everyone's got. Damien asks, Coke or Pepsi? Why does everyone ask us this all the time? Oh, uh, okay. So for the listeners that don't know, Jack, you're in a bit of a box here. Or are no, you? No, I, I wouldn't say I am anymore. I've always put it off in previous uh, Q&As because okay. I used to work for Pepsi yeah um, so I used to be like I probably wasn't allowed to answer this question no <laughs> um, now, now I'm free to answer however I want uh, but I'll let you go first Ben let's tease them a little bit further oh do you want me to answer first go for it okay um, yeah yeah oh, okay so I'm controversially going to go Pepsi here I like the Pepsi cherry ones I, think, I don't know why I just think it tastes better and um, yeah, I'm a bit weird like that. I just I like I like Pepsi Cherry. I think it's Pepsi Max Cherry is just a great is a great drink. Um, and Coke's all right. Like I'll definitely have it. Like I'm not. It's not. It's not. It's just a preference. So yeah. I, yeah. Can, I, can I guess what yours is? Yeah. Go okay. For so it. I reckon you worked at Pepsi, and the reason that you've been hesitant to answer this before is because it's Coke. Is is what my thought process is right now. Yeah. So you're you're kind of half right. So. My preference is Coke for like the full fat versions, yeah. like the full sugar versions. I would always go Coke over Pepsi. Yeah. But when it comes to the zero calorie versions, I vastly prefer Pepsi Max to Coke Zero. Mm. Um, so it depends on what mood I'm in. If I'm like going all out sugar and I need the energy, I would always pick Coke. If I'm just going for the flavor, I would go Pepsi Max. Um, so okay. Not a great answer from me there, but at least Very we finally answered the question. Very neutral. We can put that one on. Uh, yeah, we can put that one to bed now at least. Yeah, that one to bed. Like we'd uh, be inundated, just just constantly. We really have been. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Jack asks, "How do you think Burko will be remembered as speaker?" Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, that's very good. I like question. this one. Um, okay, well, um, it's difficult because. There's bullying allegations for a start. So yeah. he was he left basically um, a little while after he he announced that he was going to be leaving at least um, when he was accused when the bullying accusations came in. So I know that we have a bit of a, you know there's a bit of a joke at Tilda about uh, Burkow and all of this, and I, I get that I, I you know, it's, you know he's, he's speaker he's it's it, you know he comes up with some great lines, but no you got to bear in mind comedic character he is he is but you got to bear in mind that he was kicked out because of of bullying accusations. Um, also, mm-hmm. I, I, so that's one. That's one. That's one side of things. On the other side of things, yeah. Um, he don't be had too a lot mean of... to Burko. I want to interview him on the show one day. So. Yes, I won't be. Um, I think, <laughs> I yeah, no. But he he did a lot to do with urgent questions, which means that you yes. it was holding ministers to account and upholding mm-hmm. the the power of the House of Commons over the government, and yeah. that's something that he's really he's really pushed for. Uh, in, during his tenure and it, it's noticeable like he's done he has done a lot and he's really held those ministers to account who don't turn up for um, urgent questions so he, he's done that and he's really reasserted the power of the house over the executive which which is a mm-hmm. really that is a really good thing so I think that people will remember him for that I think people are obviously going to remember him for some of the cracking comments he's come up with like that goes without saying <laughs> but I also think you've got to bear in mind that there's a there's a good possibility he might be depending on how whether the bullying accusations go any further or if anything else comes out anything like that he might be remembered for that um 
and that might like overtake the other things but i don't know i haven't yeah. I'll, I'll, i you know this might not be a good thing to admit but i honestly haven't looked into the bullying accusations probably as much as i should have so i can't really speak about yeah. those that much um so yeah i i'd say ultimately i think you're right like depends how much further it goes mm. um but i think ultimately you're i i completely agree with your other point that he'll be seen as someone who's really defended parliament really especially in a time that we're in now really defended parliament against what some would call an overreaching executive mm. um really defending the rights of mps elected individuals um and kind of reforming how that like parliament is defended and how it works yeah. um so i think that would ultimately be the thing he's remembered for and i think it's interesting that it's one of those things that kind of depends what side of each debate you're on to whether you like that or not yeah um I think a lot of people either like or don't like his reforms based on whether they favor his side. Mm. Um, so that's always the case with politics, but it's kind of interesting to look at is what he's doing good, irrespective of what I believe. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see some of the outcomes of some of the new precedents and stuff he's set mm. um, because he definitely has changed things over the last few years. Yeah, definitely. That That is one thing that he's, he's definitely changed a lot of things in the House of Commons and he's definitely changed a lot of things to do with his own opinions on things. So obviously him formerly being a Tory and being quite right wing. Um, yeah. And then being effectively kicked out by the Tories and yeah. Yeah. For supporting the other side too much. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, 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 yeah, really undergone some change. But no, I think he'll definitely be, yeah, maybe bullying, but definitely um, reasserting the power of the House. Completely agree. Cool. Few more questions. We've got one from Freddie here okay. who asks, do you, do you get paid for being an MP? And what if you don't get selected by your constituency? So yes. answering the first question, yes, you do get paid. Um, you get paid, what's the amount? Do you know off the top of your head? It's, it's a- around 70 or 80,000 pounds, I think. A year. Yeah, that was going to be my guess. It's somewhere around seventy-seven thousand pounds. Oh, you, was that off the top? You did know that off the top of your head, or did you Google? No, I've lo- I'm looking it up. Oh, right, I've okay. looked it up. Oh. Current rate is 70, 77 to seventy-nine, but you can get extra um, money for like specific yes. things, like um, leader of the opposition of committees and that kind of stuff. Things like that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the, kind of the basic rate of pay, and that's like that'll be an interesting discussion to have one day about that, whether that's a right amount of money. Um, because you could make the argument that they do a hell of they a lot do. for that money. Yeah. And the job as being an MP is super stressful, mm. really difficult. Um, and more and more as we get into kind of like the polarized age we do, it's like quite a scary and yeah. dangerous thing to do sometimes. And they get so much um, hate. Like the, the, there's, there's MPs that have like, Diane Abbott is a good example of this, of just yeah. someone who receives just an ungodly amount of abuse that is just yeah. dis- utterly despicable, the amount that they receive. And I've seen her stand up in House of Commons debates and committees and read some of the stuff she's been sent. And it's just mm-hmm. abhorrent. Like it is like... Yeah, the the, the MPs. I, I get that there's you've got to hold them to account and you've got to criticise them. But I think something that people quite quickly forget, and that I think people need to bear in mind, is just how much they work. Like, you, yeah. you know, six days a week. You know, because they've got to do their constituency stuff on the weekends, and then even those, there are long hours, and you have to, you know, like we were saying the other day, them staying until two a.m. Amounts of travel and stuff. Yeah, yeah, back and forward, and depending on where your constituency is. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a it's a tough th- job. And I think also when you compare it to similar like uh, public sector roles, I think I heard and I don't want to be quoted on this, but I think it's vaguely similar to the amount of money like a head teacher at a school would earn, Right. Um, which when you consider, I mean, I'm not saying head teachers don't do great work too, obviously education is super important, yeah. but 
when you consider what they're doing, what their impact is, the hours they're doing, mm. I would imagine the MP has got a more stressful job. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. Um, but it's certainly a hell of a lot of responsibility they've got and they're being paid significantly less than they would be paid in the private sector for like a similar level of effort and responsibility. Well, it's, it's like the Prime Minister. I, I don't... Again, if you've got Google open, please check this for me. But I think it's around 120,000, 130,000. That sounds about so, right. I'd say maybe slight... Uh, yeah, 150. 150, okay. But that's to lead yeah. the country. And that's a seven... Like, you know, that is a seven-day job. That's a full... Yeah. Like, I'm sure they have time off and they'll have holidays and all that. But if something happens but on a Sunday... Barely. Yeah, if something happens on a Saturday or Sunday or on, on your days... Like, sorry, you're, you're three times cancelled. You're doing this thing. Like, it is just, you know, a lot of work. And, you know, giving up your life for however long you are Prime Minister for. Like just for with little bits of you know breaks for holidays for a week every now and then like it's just full, utterly utterly full time and when you consider like and you'd be yeah. sorry continue no but it's like if you consider like equivalent pay for other jobs as you were saying with that one i really think that the amount of work that you'd have to do for prime minister for, for, for that amount of money like i get that it is a lot of money oh 100 I, I understand but it is a lot of work for that money like um when you compare it to what you could earn in the private sector yes. running like the equivalent it was like the equivalent of running a small to medium sized business like the ceo of like a medium sized business is earning that kind of money yeah. com- comfortably yeah so it's a case of like they're running not only a medium sized business but like a whole country yes um especially through what's happening at the moment um so i think and that's every one point action is, that you have get- every action that you do is scrutinized like you walk to yeah. the shops you, you know you walk to the shops which you probably can't <laughs> even do like to get a no, bit of it, like you are you, so yeah you, you you're scrutinized for it or you're heckled or something like that like and that's something that a small to medium business owner probably won't have to put up like I, again i'm not saying that they don't work hard for their money like they absolutely i'm sure they absolutely no, absolutely do but i'm just saying like the, the you know it's running a country and all the other things that come along with it and yeah yeah, I think that people are very quick uh, to sort of scrutinise. And I think that you can scrutinise, it's fair to scrutinise, but yeah, they work hard for their money, I think. Second point that Freddie had there as well was what happens if you don't get selected by your constituency? I mean, the simple answer is you don't have a job. Yeah. Like if you were an MP of a constituency and then they don't select you again, you're out of a job. It, and I think that is, cutthroat. it kind of plays into the money thing again too. Yeah. Because it really selects the kind of MP, people who can run for MP are generally more affluent people going into it because if you weren't how do you afford that as a job like as a career prospect yeah. of every five years you could just completely lose your job and it's not even like you can just like transferable skills straight into another role if you get fired from like i don't know a marketing role you could then start doing a job a similar job somewhere else mm. if you get fired from being an mp it's not like you can go to another company and be an mp there instead no um and it's also super expensive to run to be an MP. Yes, the amount of costs you have yeah. for running a campaign is unbelievable. Hence the parties. And very often, yeah, and very, but even then, very often, like the individual ends up paying a huge amount of money regardless. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's not that much money, even if you do get, well, it's a lot of money. It's way above like the average salary in the UK, mm. but it's not a crazy amount of money, even if you do get the job. Um, and if you don't get selected, then you don't have a job anymore. You're yeah. out immediately. Well, there was, there was. I remember at uni last year, we had a couple of former MPs come in to speak to us. And I, I can't remember their names. I'm, I, it's really bad, but I can't. But there were MPs between the 2015 and 2017 parliament. So obviously we had an election in 2015 and then again in 2017. And there were some yeah. that were selected. I think it was near the Nottinghamshire area. So near, near my university. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, they won in 2015 and they lost in 2017. And they were just sort okay. of setting themselves up to be MPs. You know, they were getting on committee, stuff like that. They were just getting in. And then they just lost their jobs and they had to go and find jobs elsewhere. And they were doing like um, talking to us about it. And they were all saying that it's entirely their intention to go back into politics and become an MP again, which totally makes yeah. sense. But yeah, if you lose, you're out. It's that simple. Also, like, yeah. Also, from what I've seen, uh, the not a whole lot of support from parties all the time once no. you're out i think in theory there's meant to be a structure of like helping mps find a new job and that kind of stuff mm. um but i think very often if you have to find a new job for your former mps you probably lost an election at which point your party is probably more focused on other things um rightly or wrongly um just quick recommendation while we're on the topic mm. i'm not sure if you've read the book ben but the book why we get the wrong politicians no but i have um, heard of it by yeah, yeah there's a lot of information about this and what it's like to run to be an MP um, in that book. So I'd really recommend it. It's a really good book. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so we've got a question here from Beggie who says that he's from Australia and he's seen a lot of people talking shit about a potential Kanzuk deal. How, what's the UK view on it? And does it ever stand the chance of happening? Um, That's your I one, think, I think. Yeah. And I think ultimately, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think the UK view is just there isn't one. Mm. I think from what I've seen in comment sections and stuff, um, most of the talk about Kanzuk has been from people in the other three countries. Um, maybe that's just because they're more switched on to it generally and more engaged with it. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the UK is so distracted by Brexit that thinking about other deals afterwards isn't necessarily top of mind. Um, but I'd say generally the... If you went up to an average person in the UK and were like, what's Kanzuk? I reckon 99% wouldn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, I might be wrong there. Maybe I'm just pulling a number out of the air. But I'd say the vast, vast majority of people wouldn't know what you're talking about. It's not something that's particularly well reported on in the news. Um, so I'd say the UK view on it is just complete lack of interest, yeah. maybe. I can't add much to that, really. Um, I, I know what it is, um, but only from watching the video. I didn't have anything to do with that. But I don't I don't know much more than that. I know the country's involved, but <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of get the logical link. They're all English-speaking countries. Yeah. Um, f Commonwealth countries as mm. well. Um, there's a general, like, similar... Like, the economies are vaguely similar. Um, but I think... Who knows whether it will ever actually happen. Yeah. Um, and I think there's lots of limitations to it. Geography being only one of them. Um, you, when you look at like who countries trade with, it tends to be neighboring countries and nearby countries for obvious reasons. Mm. And I know we live in a globalized world now, um, but there is a reason why most, the vast majority of the UK's trade is with the EU and with like nearby countries. Yeah. Cause it's just the easier way of doing things. Yeah. So will there be some arrangement between those countries? Yeah, I'm sure there will be. Mm. Um, if the UK is free to create their own trade deals, why wouldn't they do it with countries like um, Canada, Australia and New Zealand? Um, whether there'll be an official alliance, I think especially considering we've just come out of the EU, the appetite to get in some other new formal alliance with countries, I can't see there being that much appetite for that. Mm. But I think there will definitely be some kind of relationship. Yeah. It's just whether that will be what people imagine by Kanzak or not. Who knows? We'll wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I can't add anything to that. I think that that was all. Yeah. Um, going back to breakfast that we mentioned earlier. Breakfast. Got a question from Depresso. Uh, I think that's a username. Did you mean Brexit or, or do you mean breakfast? 
I mean both. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what's your ideal breakfast to celebrate Stroke Morn for Brexit? Ah, ah, I see. Good question. Great okay, question. Okay, okay. Also, I love the idea of the TLDR team getting together to celebrate Stroke Morn Brexit, like the day it happens. Yeah, we need to get trained. I mean, that- we need to organise this. This sounds good. Um, yeah. Oh, everyone's going to be so disappointed with my answer. But so, Jack, you go first. So I think I'm going to be kind of disappointed to answer this one because I didn't like quite yeah. a lot of breakfast foods. I really don't like eggs. And it's no, like... me a... neither. I'm oh, not really? a fan. No, no, not at all. I Well, and what makes it even more difficult is that I'm also veggie. So I, I like... Oh, that's not a yeah. good combo. So No, so bacon is out. Sausages are out. Although the Linda McCartney, like, veggie sausages are, are great. So I have those. Okay. Um, but I, do, I quite like the continental ones as well. So, like, sure. croissants, bagels, that kind of thing. So it all depends on whether it's, like, gone well or not. Like, if it's gone well, nice big continental, like, croissants, bagels. Like, I like to... Oh, toast. And, like, cream cheese <laughs> I love how excited you got by toast. Oh, no. I did, Smoked uh, salmon yeah, and cream well, cheese is, like, the one. I mean, I do yeah, love veggies, well, so, like... Yeah. I can't have the salmon bit. But the cream cheese bit, big fan um but if it's really if it's not gone well then just a couple of veggie sausages on their own (laughs) so sad yeah 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 i think we're both bad people to answer that question exactly yeah zach should have been here he should have been here because i bet i bet i bet he's he's got a good answer to that question i'll ask you reckon he's a big old breakfast boy i think so i think definitely i don't know i just get the impression that he is a big full english like he's got a good answer to that question i will ask him on the next next episode yeah call the next episode when i'm not here is zach a big brexit big breakfast boy um yes yes boy obviously okay. spelt b-o-i b-o-i um, obviously yes naturally yeah. um yes, okay cool well we'll pick that one up next time next question yeah. is from dylan um yeah. who i might be able to answer guess your answer to this question based on what you were just saying but dylan yes. asks do you like mcdonald's <laughs> which made me laugh because it's just like what made you yeah. think of that question but i like it good question i like it yeah um I think I might surprise you here and say yes. I actually, ah. I actually do. Even though I can't have much from it, I like the chips and the McFlurries are great. And I actually went last night. So for the listeners, um, we did try to record this last night and it failed on quite a lot of different grounds. So we've tried again today. But between recordings, I've been to a pub quiz in Hull, and um, we came uh, fifth. I think we didn't. We didn't do great. Out of um, out of twelve, I think. So that's not bad. Middle only of just in the top half. But yeah. I think they took it very seriously. The ones we normally go to, they don't take it that seriously. But that one, they really did. So okay. it was it was all right. And then we went to McDonald's on the way back. So I've not long been. Maybe but- we should go to a pub quiz for our Brexit celebration <gasps> stroke absolutely 100%. rather than breakfast because clearly yes. neither of us are that into the breakfast either. no but i love i i used to be the president of the pub quiz society at nottingham university so amazing I you can organize the pub, pub quiz quizzes. even if we can't find one well yeah i've got loads of pre-written ones so nice. yeah i'm a big pub quiz fan but anyway do yeah. you like the vegetarian stuff at mcdonald's or is that not good I've never no i don't no i'm not a big fan of it i no, I like the as I say, I like the chip, but I don't really like the alternatives. And to be completely honest, I never really like burgers, even when I ate meat. So, McDonald's burgers would wouldn't appeal to me, even if they were quite good. Fair. So, I mean, I like me. it. I like McDonald's more than I would like to admit. Um, I don't know what it, I think is. It kind of initiated it, me and one of my friends at university. Phoebe, shout out. She doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> she certainly doesn't. Oh. This. She certainly doesn't listen this deep. She likes likes no. our Instagram photos and stuff, but there's no way she listens to like an hour's worth of podcast. Um, 
but me and her one day at university in first year we like spent a whole afternoon i mean like a whole afternoon like hours uh researching different mcdonald's burgers in different countries like the weird stuff oh wow yes and it was just the most fun thing and ever since video topic idea great topic uh ever since every time i go to a country i always try and go to mcdonald's like I don't want to go to like a country for the first time and then like eat yes. at McDonald's necessarily, but I will always like pop in, like look at the board, see what they've got, see if they've yeah, got any weird absolutely. stuff that I can send her. So ever since then, I've become like a bit obsessed with like the unusual stuff. So yeah. rec- my first, me- I think I don't think I've ever recommended another channel before on any of our things. No but recommendation. I think it's only on Facebook. There's an account called Burger Lad who do like updates of oh different God. McDonald's stuff in the UK <laughs> and abroad. And it is, <laughs> I love great. it. I religiously follow Burger Lad. Um, but I mean, the food's That's not just that got to be a quote there. That's some, someone has got to take that. I religiously watch Burger Lad. I'm going to take that <laughs> out of context and just... I mean, yeah. they're not, the food's not that great. Like I'll go and I like it, but I, I'm fully aware there's far better burgers. It's more like with, the mythology yeah. around it and the different like countries and the weird stuff and like yeah. how they're like a big conglomerate who does like all these different things. Like it's yeah. interesting. I find it interesting more than I do exciting, I think. Yeah, I've been to one in New York and everything was just big there. The chips. Yeah, I had a cup of tea and the cup of tea was huge as well. So it was just big, but that's all I can really contribute to that. But yes. I've been to lots of... I even... When we went to Estonia earlier this year, Ross and I talked about, like, making a video that, like, we did a series <laughs> that every time we went anywhere, we, like, put it up on, like, the Team TLDR channel that was, like, McDonald's reviews from different countries. I thought that would be a cool series. Um, yeah, But we never got around to it. So if you'd be interested oh. in that, let us know in the comments. I... Well, I, I'm, I'm going to let you know now and I will put a comment on that. I definitely <laughs> want that. Well, I'm going to... Um, I don't care if anybody else wants it. I want it. I'm going I, to I Italy and Portugal in the next few days. So that's two at least. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe the series is about to begin. Yeah. Cool, I, we've well, got... I hope so. Two more okay. questions. Um, yes. This one's from Elska, I think. Um, okay. And she asks... I'm guessing she as well. I'm guessing the pronunciation and the gender, but even still, they ask, do you think the government should start investing in bird box companies located in the Nile? What a question. <laughs> Pulling together all of the podcast jokes into one. Well, I, why, why haven't they already? That's my question. Why haven't they why, already? I, I, I'm shocked that they, they haven't. Um, as we learned think... from an opinionated video last week, we're spending 0.7% of the GDP on mm. like foreign aid why are we not also spending 0.7 percent yeah. on bird box companies in the river nile it's well, a question as a mainstream never have media assessed. company as, as a mainstream <laughs> media company um uh uh the, well we, we're not yet but that's only because we've declined to hopefully be. but uh, yeah. i think i think that our influence definitely should extend to um uh egyptian bird boxes um completely so, agree yeah, i Fully I'm on board. shocked that it is not is not done it. So we are put our new campaign is not point seven percent of GDP to go to bird boxes to Egypt. That is our, great. That is a yes. It sounds perfect to me. And final question from Adam: okay. Would you ever delve into your personal opinions on the news you cover? Um, no. And I think, yeah, yes, you're right, Ben. Uh, and I think that kind of I chose that one as the last question because it's a good way to answer the question: Why didn't you answer my question? Um, mm. So if you're wondering that, it's possible. I mean, we will have sent loads, so it could just be that we missed it. Um, but it's also possible you asked our opinion on something or you were like, what do you think is going to happen in this? What do you think of this? And generally yeah. the whole point of TLDR is that we don't answer those questions. Um, yeah. So and 
yeah on this podcast is about as close to we get as giving our opinions i think Um, yeah and i i think that there is a difference between commenting on what we think might happen and our interpretation is what has happened yeah just saying whether we like a person or we like a policy or we like a party or something like that like they're two very very different things like one's commenting on what's happened one of them is giving our own personal views and we have them we have our own personal views yeah but i don't think it's right for us to to speak about them um because that that you know when people are listening and especially when there's people that don't know about politics if they're then listening for us from uh, about our opinions they might like just you know adopt those opinions and that's not the way to do it like look at what's going on and form your own don't don't just listen to what someone's telling you which is kind of the criticism i think we originally or at least when you started this jack i'm assuming it was at least a small criticism that you had of the mainstream news generally so we don't want to become the thing that we we sought to destroy (laughs) yeah exactly so no no we will not answer your questions about what we think um sorry adam i think that was your name adam yeah adam uh yeah thanks for your questions though and thank you to everyone else who emailed as i say we genuinely got hundreds of emails about all kinds of different stuff so thank you for being getting in touch um follow us across all of our social channels so you can be notified next time we do a q a it'll be nice to do one of these kind of every couple of months or so um yeah. answer your questions about the politics and us and whatever you want to know about about mcdonald's dogs and pepsi <laughs> um, or breakfasts and breakfast yeah um so thanks for your emails uh thanks for listening yeah. as well it's been, been cool great. to do this it's been fun um it has. so yeah thanks for yeah getting involved we will however adam um uh, give our opinions on bird boxes that yes. is something we are not impartial on we know and we will continue to review your bird boxes so send more in. i've changed I my policy love. entirely i want to see yes. more bird boxes i want Just, a whole wall of the office to be covered in like a leaderboard oh, yes. scale of bird boxes so send them in. yes Yes, definitely. I want compilations to music of just brilliant bird boxes. That's Love it. <laughs> Mute my mic during this bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm dying. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I- drunk. And I'm... Oh... <laughs> If I die, this is a terrible way to go out.